Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The world is not only stranger than we suppose, it is stranger than we can suppose. And this is something that we have not entertained very seriously as a possibility. The assumption has always been that man's mind is uh, sufficient for the cognition of the cosmos. It is not all that surprising uh, when you think about the fact that as recently as, let's say, 1830, people believed the Earth was 4,000 years old. As recently as uh, 1480, conventional knowledge held that, you know, the Eurasian landmass in connection with Africa, that that was it. So when we look back into our recent past, we discover tremendous epistemic naivete. That means people didn't know what was going on. <laughs> they weren't even close. And, and yet, we are asked to believe that somewhere after Darwin and before now, it was all figured out. And now, we view the universe from a lofty pinnacle of integrated understanding. This uh, deep insight into how everything works has left everything a mess. And, you know, what does that mean about us? Why is that and what can be done about it? Well, I think the problem is that we have too long ignored the possibility that reality is stranger than we can suppose. It's not to be explained. And we have chosen to operate with the assumption that we can understand, that the human mind can in fact grok larger and larger levels of embeddedness and make sense of them. We have the means present at hand to completely explode this nonsensical fiction 
of certitude. And yet we choose not to confront it because the answer about how you understand the universe is the same answer that you get when you ask the question, how am I to understand my own life? It can't be understood. It is a receding mystery. It is a continuing carrot. It cannot be brought under the aegis of rational apprehension. Because apprehension is the primitive functioning of the primate neural network. And reality, who knows? You do not measure the depth of a universal mystery with the neural network of a primate. Our role is not to understand, but to appreciate. If you don't know what's going on at a dinner party, in a corporation, in an environment, then the best course is to keep your mouth shut and pay attention and try to appreciate the situation. It's ridiculous to attempt to seize the tiller of reality because we don't even know where we want to go. So the notion that by creating these models of reality which are not acknowledged as models, but which are called scientific truth, we betray ourselves down the primrose path that leads to dreary, dusty death. Because what we do is we take the poetry out of being. We extract the poetry from being by the assumption of the mundane. Nature is something from which we torment her secrets. Once nature is taken as the ground of being, then the permission to inflate the image of the ego is denied. And I think that this is happening globally, very slowly, under pressure, under duress, because our backs are to the wall. We are seeing a planetary crisis unfold before our eyes. Well, so what I'm offering as a counterpoise to that is this notion of provisional models. Nature is not mute. Nature is full of affection and intentionality toward humankind. But intuition must be given prominence in the in the rearrangement of our relationship with the world. And most of us are accustomed to thinking of intuition as something feminine, mysterious, unexplainable, and uh, sort of magical. And also I think because we live in a male-dominant society, we undervalue it. If someone has, if someone claims intuition, our position is probably one of prove it. But there's an interesting thing about intuition that I don't think many people understand or have bothered to look at, which is mathematics is based on intuition. 
Now, half of mathematics would rise with a screech of horror at this statement. But the other half of mathematics calls itself intuitional mathematics. If we talk about what is called pure mathematics, which is the great love of mathematicians, the other kind of mathematics is applied mathematics, and that's for engineers and technologists. But if we think about uh, pure mathematics, it is an activity carried on in the mind based on deductive truth. All grays are non-X. This is just a statement. We don't yet know what this is going to be about. What we're putting in place are a set of statements that appear nonsensical. But what we will assert is that we should seek a relationship between them and that that will then show us something. And this is how mathematics really works. It has very little to do with number. It has to do with the conceptualizing of relationships and then exploring your intuition about these conceptions. And then the third and very late stage is you write a formal statement of your cognitive activity around these assumptions. So you see, mathematics is entirely intuitional. It leaves no track. It is drawn from this other domain. Well, uh, why has it been appropriated by science? Mathematics has been appropriated by science because mathematics has an uncanny ability to describe nature. Notice that mathematics is an intuitional activity. An intuitional activity describes nature. The deeper description of nature is achieved by taking weird objects from the frontiers of mathematics these things dreamed up in the confines and depths of the human mind and inside computers, and then laying them over nature and seeing, my gosh, there's a one-to-one -one correspondence between, let us say, uh, the uh, multidimensional catastrophes described by René Tom and uh, the dripping of a faucet the uh, turbulence in a brook, the voting patterns in a ghetto. All of these things are seen to be easily modeled by, by extremely exotic mathematical objects discovered through intuition within the mind. Well, what does this mean? Well, it means, if it means anything, must be that the unaided human mind is more capable of correctly modeling nature than the human mind that works through the methodological inductive approach called science. A scientific description of this room would say very little about all the important things going on in it. A scientific description of this room would leave out personality would leave out linguistic intent, the uniqueness of each of us. For science, we are merely members of the human species. Again, this flattening, this reductionism, this 
betrayal of the quintessence of the phenomenon in a desperate effort to achieve closure in the modeling process. And so then you do achieve closure, but the model is always inadequate. It's always inadequate. So then there's this sense of frustration. We can't, we can't get closure with the model unless we tell a lie, unless we deny the complexity, the interrelatedness, the soulness, the spiritness, the mindfulness. All of these things are for science what are called uh, secondary properties. They are only uh, an aspect of your point of view, like an iridescence on a butterfly's wing or something like that. In fact, that is the classic reductionist definition of consciousness. It is an iridescence that appears on the surface of neural processing that we mistake for true being. And yet somehow we are embedded within this iridescence and it is from within this iridescence that we launch the descriptive models that then deny our existential validity. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.